Welcome to episode 21. This is quite a hard one for me and I'm late recording and posting it. It's not just about the original wound, it's about a woman who lost her life due to domestic violence. I received a message last week from one of my group members who shared a link telling me it was all over the news where they live. Carissa Oldergarden was another group member and she lost her life at the hands of what it appears to be her ex-husband. I want to talk about the trauma that happened in front of her five children and I want to talk about trauma itself and the strength Carissa shared. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. So as I said in the introduction, I received a message from a group member just highlighting, initially she sent me the link to the news report and then she was explaining how horrific it was and what was going on where they live. And obviously I have a duty of care to the other group members and I wanted to get the balance between being respectful for what's happened to this woman and her children and her family, extended family and friends, to not scare people in the group who are at various different stages. Some are still in relationships, uh, trying to leave and get the strength to do that. Others have already divorced and are trying to emotionally divorce. Others are on the receiving end of the games that are being played out. So it was getting a balance and being respectful. So I put a post in, but I wanted to get the figures to say that although this is horrific, it is still relatively rare, but one death is way, way too many. But I didn't want to scare anyone. I didn't want to put people in a situation that they feel, oh my gosh, you know, what's going to happen to me? The figures that I found were that 47, these date back to 2020, 47,000 women died in 2020 to family-related murder. 36,000 were in Africa and Asia. 7,300 were in the US, which is where this murder happened. And 2,600 were in Europe. It's tragic and heartbreaking for everybody involved. A beautiful woman has lost her life and five children have lost her love. I went on to say in this post, you know, that if you feel you're in danger, and I will speak about this at the end, actually, you know, reach out, maybe speak to Women's Refuge or Shelter, ask them, you know, if they can help you create a safe plan. I looked at something earlier today, uh, which suggests, which we know all these relationships are about power and control and when somebody loses that power and control over somebody else they start to play games and depending on what type of personality they are and what they would do it would depend on on what games they play this man has lost control the headlines again this is news and media are suggesting that he had he was in financial difficulty um and this is one of the reasons behind it but who knows I, i certainly don't know the the reason behind it but I've read a report earlier 
And it suggests that due to the power of control and loss of power of control, around about 18 months following the breakup of the relationship, the chances of being killed were a lot higher around that time via the spouse or partner. Emotional trauma is much like physical trauma. It leaves a mark in your body. The bruises can't be seen, but there is a wounding. Carissa spoke in one of her posts about or one of her comments that she got full custody and that her ex-husband hadn't agreed at the beginning, but she said she wouldn't back down. And she said that it was one thing that um, stayed in my mind that he didn't know her as this person. He didn't know her as someone with a voice and who would fight for what she really wanted. This news really affected me on so many different levels and for so many different reasons. And there was actually quite a lot of anger that I felt towards this man who, for whatever his reasons, decided whether it was premeditated or whether he lost control, he's created a devastating trauma in his children's lives. Not just the loss of their mother from their lives, for the rest of their lives, but to witness something so horrific. And I haven't read any more than the headlines uh, of the article. No, I didn't. I'm just trying to think whether I did. I didn't. It was a week ago. That was the last I I just read the headlines. And um, I'm just imagining what those children will have experienced. And for the ages, uh, they look, I would say, maybe 10 downwards to about two they won't have the coping strategies i mean who would even as an adult you don't have the coping strategies to deal with firstly what they've seen and secondly how to process something so horrific for the last 20 years of my life i've been guided to understand trauma a lot of my work is intuitive and this included my learning and discovering about this subject about what happens so following training in past life energetics and learning about trauma that presents for healing in this lifetime from previous lifetimes I went on to look and to work with trauma that passes through our DNA, which is such a fascinating area. And then I moved into the present. I've been working in this area when I was qualifying as a spiritual life coach. I'd qualified as a soul plan in soul plan reading and in um, theta healing around the same time. But before any of the training, and maybe from birth, I don't know, but I have been able to always see people's trauma. I wasn't able to label it or describe it. I just knew that this person had had been abused by a, a family member or this person had alcohol issues or this person and I was just able to see the trauma within people's bodies. The original wound work that I do is the key. This is where our trauma lodges and if we're not dealt with we repeat the patterns with the same people or similar people. I remember watching a panel of specialists being interviewed a few years ago And the presenter asking, why can two people experience the same thing, but deal with it differently? And one of the specialists said that it was due to the people that are around the child. If the child was supported by others, they would have a different experience and outcome to a child left to wonder or believe whether this was their fault and not be supported in any way. 
In my book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse, I describe early childhood as a child being like a sponge. Everything that you see, you hear or feel, you take on as the truth. Children live in a theta state, that which means we lived in a theta state up until we were about seven or eight years old. It's a hypnotic state. We have no way of understanding what we are experiencing or living in is an abusive environment. And this is why I don't believe parents should stay together for the sake of children. Children are either learning how to abuse others or that abuse is normal and what to accept in their life. This brave woman removed herself and her children from an environment that she believed was toxic. And I have to be really clear, I don't know her more than the few posts that she made. One was about unlearning. And she asked, what's the biggest thing that you've had to unlearn from your abuser? She says, I still hear his voice that I'm being selfish for doing anything for myself. And that if I feel any frustration in parenting, and then she said, this is where her comment about being having sole custody was in, uh, that it's wrong and I just need to be content with all things. And she went on to say that she was working with a therapist and she's putting in a lot of work and she's creating tools to help her quieten that voice. I'm not going to make any assumptions or make any claims. She was working through her trauma and then her ex-husband causes trauma to her and her children. I'm hoping that as she was working through her trauma, she was helping her children to work through their trauma of what they've seen. It's a lot we do in the group. A lot I talk about what the children see and hear. You don't just get over something like this. Anyone who's been in an emotionally or physically abusive relationship will know it takes time to process what happens. And that journey usually starts with balancing the emotions of what you have been told over the weeks, months, years, and then the facts that are being shown to you now. This is where cognitive dissonance comes in. Anyone who's been in these relationships will know there is no closure and that no closure keeps you trapped. The abuser has lost the power and control over you and that creates new games that are being played with your emotions. It takes a lot of courage to leave an abusive relationship. And for some, it isn't until the abuser has left that, and they're confused with so many questions that they start to discover the, the different terms, such as mindfuckery, cognitive dissonance, gaslighting, word salad, and they are left with so many questions. The healing of childhood trauma is the key to moving forward and claiming the life that you were born to live. There are five children that have been left behind and I hope and pray their trauma is addressed in a way that will support them as they grow into teenagers and into adults. I hope that they're told that they did everything they could to help their mother and that they are reassured this was not their fault. Please, if you are in a situation where you've left an abusive relationship, make sure you've got an exit plan. Make sure people in your life are on speed dial and who can get your phone tracked or traced. Speak to a local refuge or shelter and ask if they can help you create an exit or safety plan or if they have any information on how to do it. And if you think you're at risk, make sure people know. Did Carissa know she was at risk? I have no idea. 
the stress of money and bankruptcy and whatever else was going on in his life could be that straw that broke the camel's back. Did she know her ex-husband was capable? I don't know. Protect yourself and make sure you're safe. And please hold these children in your thoughts and prayers. And every single child that has been affected in this way. I'm sending you loads and loads of love. Until next time.